0: Welcome signs are often found near our front doors, but would people say they feel welcomed once they step through the threshold and into your home? Today on Bloom, we'll discuss how part of God's design for our home sweet home includes having an inviting open door policy with an open heart attitude. I'm your host, Jen Robinson, for December 3rd, 2021. Welcome to Bloom. Bloom is a podcast designed to inspire, encourage, and grow women in their relationship with each other and the Lord. If you're new to Bloom, Bloom drops a new podcast on the first Friday of each month. It's a great way to stay connected with what's happening in women's ministry at Grace Church, as well as help you to grow deeper roots in the Lord. Now, if you would like to be a part of our growing community, please hit subscribe wherever you listen. And if these messages have resonated with you, or you think they would resonate with a friend, please share the content so that we can continue to grow together. So last month we dove into a new topic called Home Sweet Home. We discussed how our homes can be peaceful dwelling places when we invite the presence of Christ to reside with us. Amid all the turmoil and tension in our culture, home can be a sanctuary of rest When we make Jesus the heart of our home. This month, we are moving into part two of this series and talking about biblical hospitality. How do we define what biblical hospitality is? And then how do we create inviting homes? And more importantly, how do we create inviting hearts? In the intro of the podcast, I mentioned welcome signs. A lot of stoops and front porches are commonly decorated with a big welcome sign sending the message that you are welcome in that person's home. But in some cases, the message relayed once you step foot into the door can feel like anything other than welcoming. So just for fun, I decided to google unwelcome signs. I wasn't actually even sure if this was a thing, but it turns out that there is. People are purchasing and making signs that are unwelcome signs. And so here's some of what these read. One said, this is our happy place, so go away. Another said, welcome-ish, depends on who you are and what you want. Or my personal favorite, go away unless you brought Amazon packages, tacos, or Girl Scout cookies. Now, as funny as these signs are, I wonder if these are in fact signs of an increasingly rising spiritual epidemic of unwelcomeness. Hospitality is defined as the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. Now, in our Western culture, we tend to view hospitality in its most simplistic form. We see hospitality as hosting a gathering, perhaps paying careful attention to details like the food we plan to serve and decor themes, maybe the games and activities that we plan to do. Breaking bread and playing charades can be a level of hospitality for sure, without a doubt, but it doesn't adequately define biblical hospitality. It seems as though we've honed in on the hospitality aspect of entertaining guests, but tend to look right over where it says generous reception of guests. By this word reception, we're referring to the action of receiving someone into our home. Providing generous entertainment and reception are both considered hospitality. But how often do we actually practice receiving others into our home? This kind of hospitality extends beyond creating the perfect tablescapes or even offering thoughtful parting gifts. This is about opening your home to someone in need. It's truly putting your front porch welcome sign to the test. I think Christians have fallen away from this practice for two reasons. One, we make excuses and talk ourselves out of why we can't host. Like saying things like our house is not big enough to accommodate someone else. And the second reason is, unfortunately, that we've become a self-centered culture, even in the church. Opening your home to someone isn't exactly convenient. The normal balance of your daily routine will likely be impacted. And being creatures of comfort, we tend to shy away from opportunities that stretch us beyond our points of personal comfort. But when we've been transformed by Christ, we begin to seek opportunities that create Christ-like character, not personal comfort. In the book of Acts, we read about a woman named Lydia. Lydia was a wealthy businesswoman who sold purple fabrics in Philippi. Luke, Paul, and Silas were journeying to Philippi when they meet this Gentile woman. And I want us to read her story in the book of Acts, chapter 16, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 11. This is Paul speaking. From Troas we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace, and the next day we went on to Neapolis. From there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord," she said, "come and stay at my house," and she persuaded us. Now, just to give you a little bit of context and some background about Philippi, the Jewish community was very small in Philippi. And so Paul and Luke and Silas, they had to find a place to pray because there was likely not an actual synagogue there. Now even though women were limited in regard to worship, they were permitted to participate in prayer. And so as Paul was speaking to the women, Lydia opened her heart to receive the gospel message. And in turn, Lydia is compelled to open her home to Paul, Silas, and Luke. Even in such a short story, we see such a profound statement that Lydia makes. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my house. Because Lydia had opened up her heart to receive the gospel, the evidence of Christ dwelling in her led her to open her home to the apostles. It was a mark of her faith that she welcomed them into her home and showed genuine hospitality. So what is needed for us to show the kind of hospitality that Lydia displays in Acts 16? Now, Above all, we need to simply be willing. It always begins with a willing spirit. As we glean from Lydia, we learn that biblical hospitality doesn't begin with an open door, but an open heart. We have to be willing to generously receive people into our home regardless of the inconvenience to our routine, and in spite of whatever quirky habits could unfold during their stay. Being willing could mean that we let go of the unrealistic concept of waiting on the ideal situation or adequate space in order to accommodate someone else. Chances are, if we wait for the ideal situation, we'll miss the opportunity completely. Hospitality is not about ideal circumstances. It's purely about a willing heart. 1 Peter 4 and 9 says, We are to offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. It should be about serving with an attitude of joy, a posture of humility, and just extending that invitation for someone to come and stay in our home. A couple years ago, Jessie's grandmother had passed away. She was just shy of her 104th birthday, having lived to see so much in her lifetime. And one of the most significant parts of her memorial service for me, what I remember the most, was that several members of the family stood up and read letters that people that she had impacted or people that she had helped had written There were countless letters, just specifically written to honor her, but with one major theme throughout each of them. She demonstrated biblical hospitality. Throughout her life, this remarkable woman had received so many people into her home. Even from the time that she was raising her ten, yes, ten children, to when she was an empty nester. Her home was Always open to anyone in need. Family, friends, church members. She willingly and lovingly offered her home to be a place where people were guaranteed to eat good food, but most importantly, experience the love of Jesus. Our home, sweet home, is meant for more than just a place of comfort and rest for us. It can also become a place of comfort and rest for others as we serve within our home. It's a time of year when we are programmed to entertain. Let's be open to who God might be prompting us to receive in our homes with an open door and an open heart. I'm so thankful that you have tuned in to Bloom today. Bloom is a great way to grow. But if you're listening and you're interested in other ways that you can grow spiritually, I'd love for you to check out the ministries available on our website, It's gracecma.org slash ministries slash women. There you will find opportunities for connecting with women at our monthly events, small groups, classes, Bible studies, and outreach opportunities. There are so many ways to get plugged in and discover the beautiful purpose of having sisters in Christ. Each month, I like to highlight one particular ministry on the podcast, And this month, I want to highlight our upcoming new ministry for moms called Moms Connect. This is a ministry designed for moms to gather together three times a year to hear from a special speaker, with the opportunity then to further connect with a small group. The events encourage us, and they provide a great sense of community, while the small groups foster deeper connection and spiritual growth. Our first Moms Connect event will be held on Thursday, January 13th, from 9.30 to 11.30 in the Activity Center. And there you're going to hear about the ways that you can sign up for a small group. Whether you are in the trenches of sleepless nights with a newborn to entering an empty nesting season and anything in between, we'd love for you to come and get connected. Praying you and your family have a very Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. Keep growing, and God bless.